This is a HeadGum Podcast. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode of our show. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, it can be easy to ignore your social battery and spread yourself thin, but that's not helping anybody. Right on. It is not. If you're feeling depressed or anxious about the state of the world or some sort of interpersonal relationship you're having with family, friends, loved ones, your job potentially. Mm. Oh, yeah, that's true. The best way to help yourself out of life's difficult situations is to talk to a professionally licensed therapist. And the best way to find a therapist is with BetterHelp. Exactly. Right. Finding a therapist used to be so difficult. You used to like have to ask a friend of a friend, drive to a waiting room, give it a shot, see how it goes. But with BetterHelp, right. you just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist right away, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Perfect. And you know the whole thing's online, too. Oh, yeah. So you don't have to drive somewhere. You don't have to sit anywhere. You can just log on from your house. You can even text your therapist, which is very nice. That's cool. So find your social sweet spot with BetterHelp. Just visit BetterHelp.com slash segments today to get 10% off your first month. Therapists can be very expensive. With BetterHelp, they're affordable. And if you go to BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash segments, you'll even get an extra 10% off their already more affordable price uh, for your first month. You'll love to hear it. So treat your mental health seriously. Take advantage of this great offer. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash segments. Segments. Thank you, BetterHelp. If you've been needing some advice, even if it's not all that nice, there's a show you've got to listen to. Listen it to why nerdy Jews who are almost 40 say what they do if they were you. Seize the cheese so you can sing along to every reference I can fit into the song. Pick an app so you can enjoy Rose McIver's voice. Jake and Amir, baby Jake and Amir are finally here to assist. They'll put you on blast for the things that you ask and probably call you a bitch. So if you have problems that you're dying to solve, and if you need help from a Jew, send it all here to Jake and Amir. The podcast is if I were you. Wow. Okay. That. <laughs> okay. I have no notes. Simply put, that's a final. On yeah, final. That was uh, solid. I uh, loved it. Uh, Jeremiah wrote that. Jeremiah, uh, thank you. He wants us to know that he doesn't sing or make music. Really? Yeah. That's <laughs> okay. a fucking eye opener. Wow. You just, you hear that and you think, who's the pro behind it? It's not Jeremiah. So what is Jeremiah So he do? took the instrumental cover of a manga song, which... He says it's pronounced manga, not manga, you dumbass, is what he says. Uh, and he sang over it. But um, the instrumental is not mine, only the terrible vocals are, says Jeremiah. So why did he do this? He did it to be a part of the show. He did it so that we would talk about it. <laughs> and we are. And it worked. And I have, um, I have nothing but respect for him. He says the song is called Hikaru Nara. From the anime, You're Lie in April. And is Jeremiah going on tour with this anytime soon? It doesn't say going on tour, but I doubt it because he's not a singer and he only did one song. Right. Yeah. I just, well, I just feel like this could really go viral. <laughs> right. Like, what would the tour be, I guess? I guess he could do other anime instrumental cover 
vocal over for other chart. podcasts. Yeah, for other podcasts. He could do a Pod Save America one. Yeah, or or a This American Life one. Yeah, he could do that one, or he can do like a maybe a High and Mighty one for Gabrus, and we'll send it off to him. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'd really like him to do it for Ira Glass. Is all, but yeah, <laughs> he won't. I don't think he's going to be doing it for Ira Glass. <laughs> well, you never yeah. know. <laughs> do you think you have a better voice than this guy? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but you had to think about it. Yeah, but I have a little more experience with uh, with singing and songwriting. I was a singer-songwriter in high school and college. Songwriter? Yeah, I wrote some songs. You wrote songs? Oh, yeah, I wrote songs. <laughs> I'd like to... I'd like to read one if you still have them on a desktop computer somewhere. I might have... I think I've got, like, a video of me and Eddie Gaga performing one. Certainly you remember the chorus or the title to some of these songs. Oh, I do, and I will yeah. not share it here. <laughs> I'd love to hear one title. No. Okay, I'll give you a title. <laughs> do you know the entire song? Um, if I sat down... I mean, I still know how to play the, the song on the guitar, and I wrote the lyrics. It's just so one I know, I know, How many songs did you write? <laughs> um, it's probably like a... I mean, depending on like when you really start, like if you were starting as early as like my freshman year punk band yeah going all the way up to the acoustic songs i would write when i was like a freshman sophomore in college oh wow so like when i met you almost you were writing songs when i when songs. i moved to new york i i didn't write songs anymore it was the, that was when i was <laughs> in new haven going to school at southern writing yeah, songs writing songs but like well why would you write songs uh to get <laughs> girls to like me you'd write the songs and play them for girls or you'd no. record them and show them to girls. I would I would I would write songs and then Eddie would sing them and then we would perform them for people like at parties. Interesting. Um, so but like I, live I, didn't, shows. I never I never sang because I wasn't good enough at singing. And you never recorded it. Uh we we, we recorded some songs but i don't know where they are now. all right there your, was recording what's your favorite song that you wrote this is interesting because i had no idea you wrote any songs the ones i'm that, discovering something new about the you. one that like my core friend group back home like still sings oh really pretty please pretty please <laughs> pretty please and what is it about what are you asking what are you begging for um it was about <laughs> <laughs> pretty please is a good name for a pop song yeah uh <laughs> <laughs> I've, so far, I have no comments about the title. I think it's perfect. You like the title? Yeah. Pretty Please was about when I was going away to college and leaving my girlfriend, who was a senior in high school. Mm -hmm. And uh, then what would you be asking her, Pretty Please? Uh, it was like, Pretty Please, can I, Can we stay together? Can I stay here and be with you? Got it. <laughs> I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> so the interview ends now. <laughs> I want to know just the <laughs> core. The podcast the chorus. ends with me singing a cappella, Pretty Please, with all of my fucking art. <laughs> uh what is the chorus i can't i don't want to just like tell you the words it's not it's not it's isn't that better than singing the song oh yeah it's definitely better than singing it which but like i just think if you like give me a line lyrics, pretty please is is the first uh or is one of the lines of the chorus uh, but it's not a full line pretty please can i what can i stay with you tonight pretty please can i see you again uh, soon Pretty please, I don't want to leave. I'm happy here. <laughs> Why can't you see? You loser. I can't believe you fucking said that out loud. <laughs> Delete this from the podcast. <laughs> oh my God. Delete it. Of delete, course delete, nobody's delete, still listening. Delete. <laughs> so many unsubscribes. Pretty please. And your friends know about this song. They know all the lyrics. Who can I ask? 
to you sing the song for You could ask Eddie Gaga, uh, who came up with the melody. Yeah. Uh, you could ask Christine, <laughs> uh, Jamie, Lynn. <laughs> they all Steve. Know. You know Steve. Yeah, they all Actually, know Jeff and Dave know the song. Really? Yeah. So we can have maybe Dave or Jeff sing it and send it in. For sure. Yeah. Would that embarrass you or less embarrassing? It'd be, I mean, all of this embarrasses me for sure. <laughs> Which is hard because you have a Dungeons and Dragons podcast yeah. and this is like what really gets you. It's re- yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, there's, that's all. This whole thing embarrasses the shit out of me. Uh, anyway, this is, a, this is not a Jake's History podcast. Though it should be. Uh, this is like, Every episode we, we regale you guys with one I wish I still had the lyrics story. to all of these songs. They're so fucking emo. You, right, don't have, you don't have them somewhere? I, in your brain is the most of them. Yeah, in the I, in the brain, I have a lot of them. I, but it'd be really fun to just like have one of my old notebooks that had all like all the lyrics. Yeah. they're so sad, <laughs> so sad. Were songs. you just in a sad place? I mean, I was just in a desperate place. Just like <laughs> had like some hopeless crushes on. I mean, multiple people. Like I wasn't too picky about who I had a crush on. I had like five crushes, and each one of them broke my heart in half like just because they didn't like me or like didn't even think about it. it's not like they didn't like you it's just like oh yeah jake and you're like yeah like this oh, is Jake's unrequited my friend, and i have another boyfriend and i'm like <laughs> oh, but i'm in love with you and then also i'm in love with danielle i'm in love with claire too and i'm in love with them and then when you were like 19 and 20 who was the goat who were you trying to emulate who was like this is the class a standard i have to be like this person this is the um 19 and 20 dave matthews probably He's saying what you were like, wish I could sing. Wish, yeah, yeah. wish I could sing, wish I could write <laughs> yeah. like that. And wish I could play like Dave Matthews. Yeah. That was like, yeah, that was what I was going for. Yeah, because you didn't have a good voice and no. you weren't that good at guitar. Right. And then your songs were also not good. No, that's <laughs> not true. <laughs> my songs were dope. My voice was awesome. And my guitar playing was insane. It was uh, also good. It was sort of like a blend of Blink-182 and Dave Matthews. That's what I was like trying to do got it pop acoustic pop punk pop folk oh yeah pop folk that's what it was that's cool like jason mraz yeah but like a little less poppy than that a little more a little more like dashboard confessionally oh that's cool did you ever have a fedora no no i I didn't that's awesome man thanks dude (laughs) uh this is if i were you show the only advice podcast on the internet hosted by us i'm amir i'm jake uh, I wanted to do this episode because you're getting LASIK eye surgery today. Yes. I said we should record half the episode before you get LASIK. And then the second half when I'm blind. That's right. Second half tomorrow after your LASIK. Mm-hmm. So right now is just the buildup. You're getting LASIK in three hours. What time is it? It's, uh, it's a little afternoon on Monday. Yeah, three hours. Monday, May 21st right now. We'll release this on Monday, May 28th. You're getting LASIK in three hours. I'm scared as fuck. Has it hit you yet? Yeah. It has. Was it nervous when you did it? Or you're like, oh, this is in the future. I'm not that scared. I went, so I went in because I was curious. And then I didn't, I like learned about it, learned the price, learned the recovery time, became a little less scared, but then still didn't schedule it. Yeah. And then it was a few months. And then like my eyesight just got so bad and I wasn't <laughs> wearing the glasses. And then we have our trips coming up. That's and right. I was like, I don't want to have to deal with glasses. Yeah. I'd like to be able to see stuff when I go to Iceland. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just going to, so I was like, I'm going to fucking do it. I called hoping they weren't going to have any appointments because I, I was like, the only day I can do is Monday the 21st. And they're like, okay, we have the morning or the afternoon. <laughs> All right. When would you like us to slice your eyes open with lasers? Of course. <laughs> the burning is what you smell the most when we burn your cornea. So now a part of me is like, wow, tomorrow I'll be able to see better. Yeah. 
And then the other part of me is like, what the hell is this going to be? Like, <laughs> Did you purposefully not do research because you don't want to know? I feel like I I asked a ton of questions when I was there, and I don't remember any of the answers, but I know that like they all satisfied me, and I was like, okay, this is like that's fine, a good, reputable, safe place. This is like the number one LASIK place in that's, Los Angeles. That's good. I mean, the, according to Yelp, the <laughs> the big exciting one is that you're not asleep for it. You're awake while they slice and dice and surgically repair your eyes. Yeah, they do that like um, clockwork, orange, clockwork style. orange style thing to your eyes, eyes open. You're awake, lying on a table. And they, they burn you like, your cornea. The cornea has the little lens on your eye. They burn it open, flap it up, mm-hmm. and then they laser the back of it. They give you like a Valium or a Xanax or something that just like makes you chill out. <laughs> so yeah, it's not even anesthesia. No, I assume they like put I like think they numbing do, like, drops. Yeah, I think they, they numb your eyes. They numb your eyes and you're on a Valium, so you're just chill. And you're like, holy shit. I'm so nervous talking about this right now. <laughs> like my stomach is literally a knots and my balls have like... Uh, gone into my stomach. Is anybody going to be there with you? Uh, Jill is picking me up afterwards. Right, but during it, it's not. Just, just I wonder if I can be me. in the room, like making videos with you. Do you want to call? That... It, you want to call an ass? <laughs> that would be like fun content, wouldn't it? Yeah. If we like did videos while it's happening, and I was like asking you questions, that'd be cool. We can well, ask, or they'd be like, absolutely not. He has to be like motionless. He can't be smiling and talking. Right. If you make him laugh when yeah. the lasers in there. <laughs> Holy shit. All right. So we'll we'll try to answer some questions now when your vision isn't perfect. And then tomorrow we can ask you how the surgery went. Cool. All the questions are about, can you read this? Can yeah. you see this? I'm holding up a letter. Can you read what it is? Um, here's one from... Hmm. Oh, uh, a lady. We'll call her LASIK. Nice. Thanks. I met a guy recently on Tinder and things have been going really well, like way too well. We were talking one night that I'm a demisexual, which means I'm not sexually attracted to anyone unless I'm emotionally invested in the person. And because of that, I'm still a virgin. And he was surprisingly okay with it. Now we're like a couple weeks into it and I'm finding myself really into him and I'm ready to take it to the next level. But he hasn't done anything in fear of taking things too far with me. So what should I do? I think he thinks I'm a prude because I'm demi and I don't want to sabotage our relationship by making it uncomfortable. But, like, I'm trying to fuck. So should I just say I'm down? Am I being selfish because maybe he's not ready? I could really use your help. Thanks, guys. Love, LASIK. LASIK. Have you ever heard of this thing? Demisexual? I'm a demisexual? I feel like it just, it almost just sounds like the standard. (laughs) Yeah. I have this weird condition in which I can't have sex with someone unless I've known them for a few weeks. But now I'm down to fuck them. It's, yeah, it seems like what I have should be the condition. <laughs> yeah. What is Horny what is, sexual? What is it called when you're just overtly sexual, regardless what, of yeah. whether you know the person? What or is not? it when you'll fuck anybody? <laughs> that's that, that's the condition. That should be demisexual. That's the thing. Yeah. And then like 98% of people are what? Demisexual? I'll, I'm down to fuck, but I have to know and like the person. And she, yeah. yeah. Right. No, that's how it works. I get that. And now that she's 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 been with him for a couple of weeks, she's ready to take it to the next level, but she's worried. Like, did she even like why did why even preface this relationship with by the way, just so you know, I have this thing called being a demisexual where we might not sleep together for 14 days. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're also calling it a condition. Like, I have this thing. Yeah. No, she, like that's what her her sexuality is demisexual, which seems like the most standard one i don't know uh but fuck it yeah if you if you've already like told him this and he's being ultra respectful that is cool that is hot 
But I do think if you tell them you're down to fuck, then that breaks the spell and you guys will have sex. <laughs> yeah. And he'll be like, this is great. I'm yeah. glad I waited the few weeks. It won't, it won't bother him. It won't be weird. Or it'll be weird for a second. Then you'll have sex and then it won't be weird anymore. Have you ever had to wait? Uh, yeah. Yes. People have been like, I'm not comfortable yet. Yeah. And you'll wait. Sure. What's the longest you've waited? In my like adult life? When you're like when we when I was younger, like in high school and college, it was pretty standard to wait like weeks or months. Right. Yeah. Um, Could you believe you're hooking up with all these demis and you didn't even know about it? Well, I guess that's different when you're like when you haven't slept with a lot of people or sometimes you even haven't haven't even slept with anybody. Uh that it's like you want to be a little more um a little more like picky. But then at a certain point for me, the floodgates were open and it was just like, it doesn't, nothing, nothing matters anymore. <laughs> so the question is, should I just say I'm down? I guess, yes. Am I being selfish? No. Uh, and what should I do? You already said, say that you're down. You're available now if he's interested. I, I bet, I'll bet you that he's excited about that information. Same. He's into that news. He will like it. Uh, all right. Another female question. Ooh. What's another type of eye surgery? Oh, what about cornea? That's a cool name for a lady. Yeah. Cornea. Writes, I'm starting college in the fall uh, in England, and I've never had a boyfriend or done anything more than a peck on the cheek. Ooh. But here's the issue. Before I go off to school, I'm getting a breast reduction, going from a 32F to a 32C, and I'm going to have major scars on my boobs for around a year. Do you think I should let prospective guys know about my Frankenstein chest before we get busy? Do you think boys will really care? Do you think UK dating protocol is different? Also, any sex slash makeout tips you wish you would have known when you were a freshman in college would be very much appreciated. Ooh. Huge fan for a long time. Uh, sincerely, Cornea. All right, Cornea. Do you have to warn someone? No. I mean, as long as you're healed and you don't have to warn them to like hey be gentle with my breasts because they're sore or because they're like stitches there that's right uh no i don't think you have to warn anybody also i think most of the time when you're hooking up in college it's going to be dark they won't really know i think like you can have a conversation at some point to clarify what stuff is but you don't have to say like heads up yeah just so you know i used to have bigger boobs what if you start dating somebody and then you're like, by the way, I'm getting smaller boobs in two weeks. Should uh, you let them know? Like, I guess. heads up, what you see isn't what you're going to get. <laughs> I, <laughs> I don't know. Just so you know, I'll have different boobs soon. You're Well, you're a boob guy, so I think that matters more to you. Oh, so if she was like, just so you know, I'm getting a butt reduction, you'd want to know. I would. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I demand to know. I would throw myself in front of the car actually, on the way to the hospital. <laughs> you actually makes people fill out a questionnaire if they're planning on changing their butt before dating you. As long as, well, if it gets bigger, that's cool. Oh, okay, so yeah. Only in one direction is it fine for you. Um, um, that's a Drake line. I'll pay to make it bigger. I don't pay for no reduction. Really? Yeah. That's uh, not very woke. Well, Drake actually has a pretty fraught uh writing relationship with uh, women he's really he's really romantic but then he's he's a little condescending and misogynistic to like be sure he'll be like you have to pick up when i call yeah yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> that's exactly correct like you better not be at a place where you can't pick up when i call right 
don't send me the voicemail or text me and say I'm busy right now. And like to Drake saying like you're a good girl and you know it. Yeah. Like that's a good girl to Drake is somebody who doesn't party. Yeah. Oh yeah. What is it like? Stay at home. You yeah. Used to, what it, that line's about? Stay at home. I don't remember it now. <laughs> I, used to I think it's pretty please. <laughs> uh, hold on a second. There is a there is a hotline bling line about um stay at home. Oh yeah, stay at home now. Now going out more. Right. Yeah. You used to not go out as much. You used to always stay at home. Be a good girl. You was in the zone. You should just be yourself. Right now, you're someone else. Yeah. So he doesn't like when other people are partying and hooking up with other people because that's what Drake does. That's right. <laughs> but you should stay at home and be a good girl, waiting for Drake to be done partying. <laughs> and I hope the fucking god it calls you. Uh, do you think UK dating protocol is different? I don't know. They're very polite there, so they probably wouldn't say anything about your uh, scars if they noticed. Uh, do you think boys will really care? I don't. Same. Yeah. From 32F to a 32C, it'll be exciting either way for them, I bet. Yeah, it sounds like you're just going to be able to walk around easier. That's going to be great for you. <laughs> Sex slash makeout tips. You wish you had known. Mm. A makeout tip or a sex tip. I guess I I'm going to urge this lady to be a demisexual. Really? <laughs> yeah. You don't want to lose your virginity without being emotionally attached. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that's nice. Uh, that's, that's smart. But is there any, I don't know. Is there any like sex tips that you wish you knew when you were younger? I don't think that like, it's like a tip thing. It's more of like a practice thing. Yeah. You have to gain experience. Yeah. Sex is interesting because no one really teaches you how to be good at it. You just sort of do it, and right. then like you'll gradually get better or stay the same as you, you go learn on. what it is. So I guess like just do that. Learn what makes you feel good because that's like what's more important later on too. Yeah, I, most Knowing of our tips body. are for guys. Yeah, so it's it's hard to give a sex tip to a lady. Right. Let's just give guy sex tip. Yeah. Right. Okay. So get your cock nice <laughs> and hard before you put that condom on. <laughs> Very good. That's really good. Practice safe sex. That's a tip that you wish you'd known. Yep. Remember oh, when you got right. all those girls pregnant with your songs? Oh, that's true. Um, all right, let's take a break. It'll just last an ad for you guys listening, but it'll, be, it'll mean a world of difference for Jake, who may or may not be blind on the other side of this commercial. It'll be a day, and um, it'll be a lifetime. Either that or you'll have laser vision. You said you were a little afraid of having too clear vision, right? I think that what I don't like is when I wear my glasses and I have really clear vision and like people look at me and, and they <laughs> see that I'm wearing glasses and they know that what this, obvious, obviously I'm insane. Yeah. Uh, but I like can see too clearly and then like people look at me and like the glasses are this thing, like, like this device that I'm using to cheat, to see them clearer than I should. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes me feel like what I'm doing is invasive. <laughs> It makes me feel like I'm wearing x-ray goggles and, and then people know. can see that I'm wearing the x-ray goggles. Got it. But I don't have any problem with how clearly I see. I would rather have that and just no glasses. Of course. Of course. Um, all right. If, you, if it goes well for you, we'll find out soon. And then who knows? Maybe I'm next. Whoa. Yeah, right. No, never probably. Uh, all right. Back soon. 
This HeadGum Podcast is brought to you by Aura Frames. That is right. Uh, from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, even the friends of your life, every mom loves an Aura Frame. Holy shit, even aunts? Yes, especially aunts. Oh, wow. Because it was named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. I mean, these Aura Frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. I believe it. You have an Aura Frame, don't you? Yes, I actually more than believe it. I know it. Uh, I've got one for my mom, my mother-in-law, my grandmother-in-law. And dare I say your aunt? And dare you say my aunt and my aunt-in-law. Everyone's got one. Everyone loves them. I mean, Mother's Day is right around the corner, and there's no better gift than a digital photo frame. You give them the frame. It's got preloaded pictures in there. And you know what? You can update it with an app. So every time you take a new picture of a sweet little uh, person or place or thing in your life, it gets automatically sent to that frame. Exactly. And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. Holy smokes. Excellent deal. Yeah, that's A-U-R-A Frames.com. You use the code HEADGUM at checkout to save. HEADGUM. Nice. Yes. Headgum. It's easy to set up. It's loved by everybody, including Oprah, including your aunt. Mm -hmm. So do check them out. That's A-U-R-A frames.com. Use code HEADGUM at checkout to save. Damn right. And terms and conditions apply, of course. Of course. Thanks again to Aura. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And we're back. I'm blind. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, a day has elapsed. Mm-hmm. It's been basically almost 24 hours. Yeah. The first the first part was on a Monday. You got your LASIK surgery. You're back on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd it go? <laughs> it went... Well, okay. I'll say one thing. It is a little more invasive than they let on. Yeah. Just off the right off <laughs> the bat. Like when people are like, Lace, it's no big deal. You're in, you're out, it's fine. It's a little bit of a big deal. Well, let's slow a little okay. bit. So you get you you take an Uber there because you can't drive after. Correct. You arrive, you check in, it's like an audition or a doctor's or like what's it like? Like a haircut place. Yeah, it's it's like a mix of all of those things. Yeah. You have like you sign in. Yeah. They send you to a room. You right. have like a big packet of stuff uh-huh. that's like uh here's here's everything that you need to know like you might experience discomfort uh some people a waiver basically yeah exactly if they and blind you, like, you it's not their fault you know what else was fucked up like as i was walking in there were two different phone calls of people complaining <laughs> and she's like yeah no you shouldn't be still like have your vision shouldn't be like hazy like that like you can come back in and then like as i was sitting down she's like yes no it concerns me a lot that it's been five days and you're feeling discomfort still that like i have to be straight up with you that's not that shouldn't be yeah i mean you're my patient so i'm concerned (laughs) if you do 10 of those a day you're gonna be fielding one or two of those types of calls every hour so i was pretty nervous at that point yeah and then Uh, she's like don't worry that's a rare condition well they weren't even talking to me 
they, they like just sat me down. I initialed all the lines that were like, you might uh, have, be uncomfortable. It might not work. All yeah. that, like the waiver shit. Then you watch a seven minute video <laughs> that tells you like how to care for yeah. your eyes afterward. It, it's called, this might be the last video you'll ever see. Yeah. So and then I looked <laughs> beforehand. I looked at, I was just like looking at Instagram stories. I'm like, this is the last time I'll ever, <laughs> my, the last thing is like a meal that my friend from high school cooked that looks fine. All right. Someone's on a boat tour of New York City. Great. Time oh, to be blind for Dave Rosenberg is live again. <laughs> Glad I saw that. For the last time. So then you finally, you watch the video and they take you to the room. And is it like a dentist chair? Um, well, before that, you, I, they take me to not the laser room. They take me to another eye. Uh, basically, I get another. I, I get a brand new eye exam, even though I've done it with them before. Oh, I see. Um, and the, that's where the doctor comes in, who is like a fucking celebrity to me at this point, because you've seen him in the video. Yeah, holy shit! You see him on the poster. It's the you guy. never see him, but there he is. <laughs> he gives me the eye exam. It's like better or worse, one or two, one or two. They get your prescription, basically. Get my prescription, um, but, like, really nail it. Like, was it, it? Was, it wasn't, like, lens crafters. It was, like, Yeah. This... Is there a lot of pressure? You're like, I don't know. They both look the same. Yeah. Please like, that don't... one's marginally better. Don't cut my eye out. Dude. <laughs> For it? Because it might not actually be. I can't tell. And, but then they take, like, 3D scans of your eyes after that. To verify the prescription. Mm -hmm. So what was your prescription? Do you remember? I think it was negative... It had a change. It was like negative 1.25 okay. in the right eye with like a 25% stigmatism or something. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then in the left eye, it was like negative one with the 50% stigmatism. Got it. I've, I recently found out what those numbers are. Like 20-20 oh. vision is perfect. What you can see from 20 feet, a, per, a person with perfect vision can also see from 20 feet. And then when you say you're minus 1.25... That means like what you see from uh, 20 feet, a guy with perfect vision can see from 125 feet. Holy shit. Yeah. So I minus 300. So a guy with perfect vision would have to be 300 feet away for something for it to be as clear as I see it from 20 feet. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. And then like it goes worse and worse and worse from there. Damn. So you have minus one and one, minus 1.25, which is like right. kind of blurry, but like not, I can't survive. Right, exactly. And that that was sort of like what it was. Like I would walk into the gym or a bar where I was like going to meet somebody and I like wouldn't be able to know if they were there or not. <laughs> Even around, while like, I was eating yeah, dinner that's with That's like the shape of somebody I know, I right. think. But no details in the face. No details in the face. And then this morning I was like walking to work and I saw a guy on a Segway. I was like, I can see your dumb face, you little Segway loser. Well, no spoilers yet. Oh, yeah, sorry. You get, you get to the, you meet the doctor. I uh, meet the doctor, gives, gives me the, the scan, I get, I get the, um, then I get like the eye scan. Yeah. Um, then I go into a, another waiting room that's <gasps> a little more private, yeah. dimly lit. Oh. Um, they come and, the, and they, um, they uh, give me a Valium. Whoa. To calm my nerves. Wow. Did you feel that Valium? I felt it on the ride home because as soon as I took <laughs> it, as soon as I took the Valium, they're like, all right. Uh, get in the chair. Like, well, what do we hide the drugs? Now, what about when you're in the dim room? Is it like the anxiety of like you're about to go on a roller coaster? Is it the anxiety of like I'm just going to take off on a plane? Are you feeling it at all? Are you it's, feeling nothing? It's definitely more than that. It's the anxiety of like, oh, it's probably it's similar to the anxiety I felt when we went on the swing in New Zealand. That bad? You know, not probably not like, like dangling above a gorge. Anxiety probably level in between that and like 
when we are about to go on and on stage and perform or something. Got it. So in between like a two and an eight. Yeah. You're so just I guess like, wow, five. this is pretty bad. Mm-hmm. But not like, oh, 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 shit. Right. Not like uh, I need to run away and not do this. Yeah. Which I guess is like sort of how I felt on the swing. Yeah. It was like the kind of maybe a little more extreme than the dentist. Yeah. Getting a cat. Or like above like, like a shot. Yeah. Right, exactly. So shot, like, like, I know it's going to hurt, but it'll be fine. Yeah. It's like, I know this is going to be uncomfortable and I'm scared <laughs> and it could have like really bad consequences, but I'm also not going to run away. I'm not yeah. going to leave. This right. is happening. Yeah, because people have done this before and they've been fine. Mm-hmm. It's happening, yeah. So they're like, all right, take you, take you to the room. This is the room where it's happening. Yeah, and there are two, it looks sort of, you've seen like an MRI machine or something. Yeah. It's like a full on, you lie flat on your back. There's like a huge plastic tube. Uh, not a pl- not like a full on tube, but like a almost like a half a half circle yeah, thing, like, like a tunnel of sorts. Yeah, um, you don't go fully into a tunnel though. It's like a big a big helmet that they like can swing over you. Okay, that's kind of what it is. It doesn't cover your whole body, just your just your face. Got it. <laughs> so I, you lie back, your head goes like in. <laughs> Into this like sunken uh, like indent there. I wonder how many people at this point are just like, I don't want to do this. Never mind. I thought about it a little bit. Yeah. I was like, this is this is crazy. My eyes aren't that bad. <laughs> I'll just never mind. I'll wear glasses. That's also fine. But it was also more like less the laser and more like the recovery time because every time I've gone in, they're like, oh yeah, next day you're good. You go to work. Yeah. And this time I went in, they're like, all right, next day you can go to work and. Two weeks of these drops and these drops and sleep with these goggles for 10 days. And I was like, you guys said this was casual. This was a bait and switch. I have to go to Iceland in a week. <laughs> and I can't just go without my eyes land. Yeah, now I have to bring two, I have to get droppers and fucking goggles. <laughs> okay, so you're in the fucking holster. They're about to like, it seems like 2001 A Space Odyssey. You know? Yeah, and I'm in the holster. Um, they tape my right eye shut tape it shut yeah and then they put like numbing drops on my left eye okay uh once those are in there you the doctor sort of like holds open my my eye Uh and he slides the plastic it's it's not like a crazy clamp yeah but you can tell that it's like it's keeping it goes under your eyelid and under your eyelid yeah wow so it's keeping your eyelid open yeah and how does it not dry out because i need to blink every like 10 to 30 seconds well they're covering your eye with they have like lots of different drops. I don't know how many different drops I got in there, but like blink replacement, basically. Yeah, they you they like wash they wash it out with water. They like uh, put a bunch of like numbing cream in there, <laughs> and then like the doctor straight up like takes what seems like a brush and just like brushes your eye. Uh huh. Because uh, like I'm all you see is like kind of blurry lights, and yeah. then there's just like a windshield wiper type thing that goes across your eye, and that's a brush or was that the laser? That's the brush. Okay, that's so him that's... like getting my eye ready. And are you, are you asking him questions? Or are you is he telling you what's going on? He's like, you're he doing like... great, and I like I have like jokes in my head a little bit. Like I wanted to say <laughs> you're doing great, but like everything that was ever, I didn't even have a response because it was like five, basically my I was so scared that everything was like on a five second delay. <laughs> So you opted also, not they, to have the... They like asked me if I wanted a blanket. So I'm like lying there with a blanket. Petrified. <laughs> I should have gone. Um, all right. So you opt for not the, the Zacto the, knife blade right, slicing not blade. your cornea well, I went open. bladeless. I went laser. So you have a thin layer on your eyeball called your cornea. They have to slice that and flap it up. Yeah. Kind of so like first, uh, little sunglasses. Yeah. The clip-ons. first laser is what creates the flap. Yeah. So that's what he says. He's like, all right, I'm going to laser your eyes open. 
he didn't say exactly that, but I did know like from watching the video that that's what was about to happen. He was like, are you ready? <laughs> How like, many people say no to that? I bet. Yeah. Like, I guess. Uh, yep. Yep. Actually, I'll wear like, contacts. It's, I think it's just like this weird, like friendly thing. Like I was so nervous. I didn't want to do it. He's like, how are you feeling? And I'm like, good. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I kept on saying, thank you. I'm like, excited right, to like, see here. Thank like, you. All right. Thank you. Okay. Thanks. And like, there's just these sort of like blurry red lights and then like one green light. He's like, look at the green light. Look at the green. And he's like, you ready? Here we go. And then it was just like a sound. And the the green light went from being sort of like a blurry like stoplight green yeah. to like the point of a pen. That just sharp. Like super sharp green. Laser. Mm-hmm. And it starts like moving around and he's like, don't follow it. Don't follow it. Just relax your eye. <laughs> I might follow it if I accident. Like, what am I? I okay. <laughs> uh, and and then it just it lasted like truly maybe like five to ten seconds. Nothing, but that's like, just the flat part. That was just the flat part. Then they taped that eye shut. And oh, they, they flap and then they don't they don't do the LASIK part yet. Not yet. So they taped that eye shut. Oh my god! And Can you imagine they, seeing a video of that? I would Your hate fucking it. Fucking eyeball being slit open. I'd so hate it. And then they did it to my right eye. Exact same thing. Are you nervous at this point? Or are you like, okay, now we're in it to work? No. It? After so as that was ending, he's like, all right, we're almost done. And like then I started like laughing because it was like so nothing. It yeah. didn't even. I felt like the tiniest bit of like pressure. Um, you know, like when you, I guess like similar to going to a dentist when you have like Novocaine and like yeah. you, you feel that like just like a touch on your gum, but like you're, it's probably like stabbing. Yeah, but it's nothing. It's like just like just like somebody pressing on your eyelid a right. little bit, just a and they're actually touch. lasering it open. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they do that with that second laser. Uh, same Still thing. green. Create the flap. Yeah. S- same exact thing. Go back. And then I then they like sit me up and they help me over to the next laser and I'm like not opening my eyes. I'm just like you can open your eyes. And like oh, and I did and I was like I'm not blind. It, everything was like blurry and my <laughs> eyes were like watering a lot. But I guess that's also like the numbing stuff. So your flaps were open at this point. I I don't know like yeah I think they had been created but they hadn't been peeled back. Got it. So slit there. But flap still down. Yeah. So then they, I go back into the next machine and they do, I mean, the exact same thing. Uh, tape one eye shut, hold yeah. the other eye open. Um, and this, it's I It's not at the same machine. It's a different machine, different laser. But this is when the doctor peels back the flap. Oh. And the second laser, exact same scenario. Look at the green. And now I'm a pro with this. I know exactly like- Yeah, this is the, the third time. Look at the green, relax my eye blurry green turns into the sharp green point yeah but this time you hear like sort of there this is like they're like melting away some of the cornea the actual the the front not the back of your eyeball right yeah like because <laughs> i think what it is sort of it's like it's like a windshield it's like a le- it's a like a glass lens but yeah. like if i had like a lot of cornea buildup so they like hollowed it out a little bit <laughs> okay <laughs> i don't know exactly what it is but they're like they're creating a a better lens got it and it, that involves like just straight up burning some of it off so got you it. smell it that's the fucking crazy part and this is the actual lasik surgery that's happening there's no uh, third step yes there's no third step so they lift up the flap and then they start burning the cornea they burn it off and you like can feel you can't like feel any thing besides like the pressure but you sort of just like know what's happening so like makes you a laser is burning your eye. Yeah, that it's like they're taking away little pieces of your eye. <laughs> and how do they possibly know? It's like, all right, don't take too much because he's only a minus 1.25. I think, I mean, that is all 
the lasers and the doctors? I don't know. Like, there's, uh, is he actually controlling the difference of the laser between a 1.25 and a 1? That's a good question for him. I don't know. We should have him on the show. I'd love that. Okay. I would love to talk to Dr. Lee. And what does your eyeball burning smell like? Um, it's hard to describe. I've never smelled anything like it. Was it, it smell like meat? Um, Did it smell like burning paper? No, it smelled a little more, less like that, more like um, like a science experiment kind of burning. Got like it. Sulfury, sulfury meat. Maybe. And he's like, ignore the smell. That's just your eyeballs burning. Or no, he didn't ever bring I just, smell. Yeah, I just sort of assumed that's what it was. Got it. So they do it to one eye. Then they do it to the other one. And he's like, all right, all done. And he's like, all right, yeah, uh, you, you did great. <laughs> and they were like, all right, go in here. They dilated my eyes. Uh, so he can give me like a post-exam thing. Uh-huh. And then I just like <laughs> sat it back in the waiting room, just like shutting my eyes. Were you like, I hope when I open them, they're fine? Or they're like, it won't be fine for a little bit? Um, they didn't say anything about it. I, I was in, in, imagining that I would just be like lights out blind. Black. But like when I opened my eyes, I could see, you know, not good, but fine. I like, like what blurry. I, I like... looked at my phone to see what time it was, and I couldn't see that. Got it. But like I could see, <laughs> I was I was walking out of the room. I like, I didn't need help. I could have like found the door, found the seat. Everything yeah. would have been fine. Got like it. Like I could see everything, <laughs> but just not like little specifics. And the weird thing is, like, then I looked at my phone to see what the time, and I couldn't. So I like held it closer to my face, and I. Like there was, I couldn't see it. There at was all. no difference. just like total blur, like light sensitivity blurness, or like just bl- every just like edge I wouldn't couldn't find sharp like sharp <laughs> a, a sharp edge on anything. You're, you're wearing sunglasses that they give you. Uh, at that point, I was not wearing the sunglasses. Yeah, I wore those afterwards. Okay. Oh wait, so. no, I was wearing them. Yeah, I was walking around there wearing sunglasses. And then, how long are you waiting before he checks to see his work? Fifteen minutes while my eyes dilated. Then he then. I could see, like, my eyes, like, weren't that blurry anymore. Uh-huh. I could see pretty well. Um, they put more of the numbing stuff in there. Yeah. And that, like, got them nice and wet. He yeah. came in. He looked at my eyes. <laughs> he said that it went really well. He said, you did great. And I was like, thanks. And that, that time I finally said, you did great. <laughs> uh, and then that was it. And, like, they said I would – then I had to wait 45 minutes for Jill to pick me up because I had told her to come at the wrong time. Got it. So you rating. You can't look at your phone or you can sort of look at it? Um, I, I, could, I, I couldn't read a single thing on it. Got and it. also they, told, they tell you like not to look at a screen, just basically to – Are you still nervous at this point? Um, like I no, hope that went well? I wasn't – yeah, I was more uncomfortable. I was like, all right, I want this to be over. <laughs> this is like – now I have to like – just shut my eyes for the entire night. Then I have to go to sleep and like yeah. I want to wake up and hopefully feel better. What was home like when you got home? Uh, when I got home, I could see a little bit. I could see enough when I got home that I like uh, downloaded the TuneIn app and put the Cavs game on. <laughs> so you were listening to a radio. So I was just I listened to the whole entire Cap game uh, lying on the couch with my eyes shut. And then Jill made dinner. Have you ever listened to a r- basketball game on the radio? No, but I love it. Oh, that's interesting. By the end, I could really see it. Really? Yeah. That's cool. So who needs LASIK? Um, you just need a really good radio play-by-play commentator. That's true. If they could describe the street shi- the street signs as I drive home. Were you nervous awesome. to like, were you constantly checking to see if your eyes were better? And you're like, it's okay. It's fine. It's not yet. I was more nervous about like, I just wanted to rest them even more than they said I should. Right. Like, I think they said after a few hours, I can like. Um, Use your eyes. Yeah. 
But I just, I straight up basically <laughs> kept them shut all the way up until bedtime. And then I just went to sleep because I was like, were you I, nervous to sleep? Were you like, this is great. Eight hours of shut eye. I was nervous to sleep because I w didn't want to like rub my eyes or like move the mask. I just oh, kept God. on imagining like rolling over and like <laughs> putting my arm on the mask and having it dig into my cornea, oh, my ripping God. the flap off. So I like slept like a dead person, just back up or on my back, eyes straight up. I put my sleeping mask over my night goggles. Yeah. You like one false move and just like slides it open like a sheet coming off a of bed. Yeah. And a couple, and, but I, I pretty much slept through the night. Woke like, up. Is there a nervous moment when you're waking up? You're like, I'm going to open my eyes for the first time. Yeah, when I did that, I was like, ah, oh, like everything is like a little blurry. My eyes are really sensitive. And I was like, well, that's every morning. Yeah. And then I brushed my teeth and I went out <laughs> into my living room. And in my, from my living room, I can like see a house like that's way up on a hill. Yeah. And <laughs> it was like just ultra clear. Whoa. So and that's I was the like, moment. I was like, I felt like a goddamn superhero. <laughs> it was, it was like. Uh, and then I was like walk, walk, walking around. I was like, I, I wouldn't be able to like read the title of that book usually. So there's a lot of like guessing, like, wait, did I, did my eyes used to be like right. a little bit like, how better is this? That's right. And then when I went to, finally, when I went to work, I was like, I walked and I took the train and I was just looking at street signs, looking at shop signs, like testing my eyes. And it is crazy <laughs> so i can see success oh yeah i can see so much further than before and there's still like a little sensitivity about light my eyes are like getting a little tired but you in terms of drive? like what i can see oh yeah i can drive you're gonna drive I, and home. i can see i can see just so fucking clearly you don't you pr probably don't have to use the drops <laughs> yeah i mean <laughs> what do i need the steroid drops for i'm the man <laughs> oh yeah it's your one of your flaps is kind of dangling really yeah here, oh. let me just massage it shut. Ouch! Oh, you yanked it. You yanked it like a Band-Aid. That was my flat, man. I thought it was top down, not bottom up. I am so sorry. I wonder if that happens. Like, what would happen if the flap came off? Yeah, I don't know. It takes, um, I think they said it like 10 days before the flap is like, Fully. you're not supposed to, I, you're not supposed to take a shower in the first 24 hours. You're not supposed to like rub your eyes really hard for a straight up month. A month? Oh, because then it could just... Yeah, you don't want to disrupt the flap. Wow, it's like a scar that's healing. Yeah. Holy shit. So I'm, gonna, I'm trying to take real nice care of the flap. <laughs> real <laughs> so good care of the flap. For now, you recommend it? Yes. I think if you're... if Definitely for people like me who's like, I just couldn't get used to wearing my glasses. Right. And I was like living my life with everything blurry. I think that like it's different if you're like, if you're good wearing your glasses... Yeah, then I, it would be a whole rebrand for me. I'd be like a different human if I could just see without glasses. But yeah. I'm kind of curious. Maybe that's the next step. Whereas before you got LASIK, I would say I was like 0% into it. Now I'm like 5% curious. You can go and get a free consultation and see if you're a good candidate. No, this is fine. I'm probably a great candidate. Uh, I really right, just, just go do it. <laughs> I mean, it's... I could do it and then just still wear glasses. That's the weird thing. Yeah. And then if you ever, like, when you wake up, you would just, like, have good vision. Or if your glasses were dirty, you could take them off and you'd be able to see. Yeah. But I don't want to be that guy that's like, do you need glasses? I'm like, actually, I don't. I just wear them anyway. You, for, uh, I think that you're, 
you're 35 now. You're confident enough that like if anybody made fun of you, you'd be like, I spent my whole life wearing my glasses. I, I like them. skinned. I like I... the way I look. <laughs> I wore glasses for real for 25 years. So don't give me that bullshit. Yeah. I suffered. <laughs> and now they're trendy. I yeah. and like and I can see, but like I'm gonna fucking be I'm gonna be trendy. It's like wearing a watch or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would rather get LASIK than wear a watch. I don't know. Try to convince <laughs> me, people. Tweet at me. Uh, I think you should, because it's it's just so nice. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I'm definitely a little bit curious. Um, all right, let's let's talk about our live shows and then get the hell out of here. That oh. took up the entire fucking second half. That's, I hope you're happy. That counts as my unsolicited advice. That's right. If you're thinking about it, get LASIK. LASIK. Uh, all right, so uh, we're going to Amsterdam on June 4th, uh, London on June 6th. That show sold out, and then mm. Dublin on June 10th. Come check us out. Jake will have perfect vision. So I would love to see you there. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Did you take any selfies during the LASIK? No, I took one afterwards, the one I sent you. Oh, good man. Yeah. Do you know what your, your vision is now at this point? Yes. I got an eye test. Yeah. My vision <laughs> is 2015. That's better than 2020. <laughs> but it's 2018 now. I'm better than perfect. <laughs> just like 2015 was a better than perfect year. Remember 2015? Oh, that was the we thought Trump year. was just like a, yeah. a silly little thing that wouldn't happen. <laughs> you think Trump has contacts in? Because he's never wearing glasses. Hmm. Did he get LASIK? Let's say he didn't. <laughs> and he's just down to be a blurry I think, guy. I think his vision's blurry and I think that's good. For you never world. see Trump in reading glasses. You never see him like take reading glasses out of his joke like coat pocket he doesn't read, put it right? on and read like a guess, menu yeah he probably stands close enough to the tv that he can just see without like oh that's being good blurry. or like he shouts at the drive through menu so like he sort of already knows what he wants oh yeah he's got the mcdonald's menu like memorized. quarter pounder medium fries and three of them <laughs> now please that is what he does when he goes to the drive through you know he's going to the drive through of course we'll answer some more questions next week i promise uh Closing theme song is by Travis. This All right, is a Travis. Nice... Wait, Travis Scott? No, I don't think so. I was going to say, because that'd be a, insane. It's a fun rock and roll riff. Awesome. Um, so enjoy it, and uh, we'll see you guys next week. Fun special guest already recorded. Get get pumped. Get very pumped. Bye. Looking back at me, I see that I never really got it That was a HeadGum Podcast. Hey there, podcast listener. Good news. We're doing another HeadGum Happy Hour in New York City. Whoa, that's amazing news. Amir, why don't you tell the folks when and where it is? Okay, fine. It's Tuesday, May 7th at 7.30 p.m. at the Bell House. Okay, and why don't you tell everybody... 
who the fucking hosts are. Yeah, that would be us. It would be, uh, we're hosting it. It's Jake and Amir. Okay, and how about this, you little piece of shit? Why don't you tell everybody who is going to be performing? Who is this show featuring? All right, I don't appreciate being called that, but it is featuring Charlie Bardet, Natalie Rodder, Leitman of Exploration Live. And why don't you tell them, excuse me, why don't you tell them who else it's featuring? Yeah, Millie Tamara's and Elise Morales of the Go Touch Grass podcast and some surprise guests as well. More, yes. And Mir, why don't you go ahead and close this out now? You say something like, thanks for listening. We'll see you at the yeah. show or something like that. Why don't you go ahead yeah. and do that? Hmm? Uh, yeah, I will. It's, hmm? it's, uh, Can you do that? It, so go buy a ticket at headgum.com slash live and we'll see you there. All right. Bye.